Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and I am live at AICPA Engage 2022. And with me today is Jean-Guy Talbot, and he is with Renew Practice Management. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you. So, first off, Jean-Guy, why do you do what you do? Well, I started my practice uh, about 30-some-odd years ago and grew it from a lone wolf in the basement to current size of about 70 people. And it was hard work to get there. And I'd say the only reason I got there is because I had a mentor. And so without his help, I know without a doubt that there's no way I'd be... I would have achieved what I achieved. I would have gotten where I've gotten. I would have had the success that I had. And the stress would have been way, way higher than what I, I lived. And so now I see all the practitioners that are out there, and I'm thinking, how many people are really, really struggling, who are suffering, they're having a hard time, not earning anywhere near what they could or should be earning, Probably because they just don't have a mentor or someone to just help them through. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, hey, he was a, a lifeline to me. I could do the same for other people. And before we started recording, you were mentioning about the untapped potential, that you've been thinking a lot about that. Why? Yeah. It's kind of funny because when I started working with my mentor, uh, you know, I was earning almost nothing. If, like, if I were to share the numbers, you'd be wondering what the heck was I doing in practice. And then as it started to grow and I started to see what I could earn, I could not believe what I was bringing in. And then I realized, wow, the potential there is unbelievable. And I always thought that tremendous success and tremendous wealth came to selected few who just had certain either connections or knowledge or something like that that wasn't reserved for me. And then I realized uh, there was no limit as to what I could earn as, as my number just kept increasing in leaps and bounds. I realized, hey, anybody can do this because um, I'm not a smart person. Everybody thinks, oh, you're so smart. I'm not. I am really, really not smart. Everything that I learned comes with much difficulty. So I am absolutely convinced that if you're not satisfied with the money you're making, it's probably because you just got the wrong tools in your belt. And you just need someone to coach you along. it, And the difference is unbelievable. And the funny part is now I'm starting to mentor others and I'm getting the same kind of results with them as my mentor had with me. So it's it's kind of a, a secret and yet it's not. I don't know how to describe that. Do you think it has anything to do with, with and this is going to sound strange coming from a profession, but from self-esteem? Like they, they, they don't have the self-esteem. Well, that's part of it for sure. For me, self-confidence. Self, well, okay, yeah, similar. Yeah, yep. yeah to know uh, what I could do, um, that's part of it. Um, one of the things I think I had going for me, and I see... A lot of practitioners don't have going for them is I recognized early on just how not good I was at what I needed to be good at. And so that mentor gave me the confidence to concentrate on the things that I was good at and just really go for it. So, uh, no, yeah, confidence has, is a huge factor. Uh, I agree, no doubt. So work work on your strengths rather than try to fix the weaknesses. That's exactly it, you know. And that's the problem is that we're taught in school, you know, uh, like to face it, teachers would say, well, you're good at math, so don't work on your math skill. Work on your French skills, English skills, your writing skills, whatever. 
but uh, the people who are extremely successful, they don't concentrate on their weaknesses. They concentrate on their strengths. So I learned that, okay, these are the things that I'm good at. They may not be many, but they're really very productive at. And all these weaknesses that I've got, well, I know what they are. I can hire people to do all the things that I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I do when I mentor other people. I really concentrate, what are your strengths? Okay, let's really capitalize on that. Then let's find out what your weaknesses are and get somebody else to do all those things. It's a, it's a simple formula. But nobody, they think, well, i got to do it all. Well, no, who says? No. And what do you find is, especially with regard to going back to the whole self-esteem thing, because one of the things that I have always found challenging is people thinking, oh, it only, it was so easy for me to do. And then, well, it only took me 15 minutes. Why should, why should I worry about like that? I'll just give it to them because it was only 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're right. And one of the things that I had to learn is to look at the value of the service I was providing from the client's point of view. So, yeah, it only took 15 minutes. It was easy. But the clients would come in, oh, my God, like, you saved my life. And I'm thinking, okay, no, this is not difficult. But then I realized it's like any other thing we're not good at. So having been raised, born and raised on a farm, I've come to do, uh, learn to, learn to do everything. So I can fix a small engine. But shit, it takes me four hours to take that damn thing apart and put it back together again, right? And I worked on a mechanic in 15 minutes and it's fixed and it works. And I realized, okay, Shaggy, stay out of the mechanic shop. <laughs> Get the mechanic to do it for you. And that's where the value lies, right? Is I got to look at it from my, not, yeah, from my point of view is that yeah, the mechanic uh, can do it in 15 minutes. That's because they know what they're doing. This is the, this the notion of opportunity cost, right? You it's, could be, you could be with that that four hours. You could do something that's far more productive for you. Exactly, and, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So no, exactly. I yeah. So you know, when I, when I do my mentorship, that's what I kind of concentrate. I will find out what your strengths are, what are your weaknesses, and now let's put the pieces in place, right? Let's learn to charge what you're really worth. Let's delegate anything you're not so good at at other people. Um, hire the right people for the right reasons. Don't hire them based on the skill set, but rather on what's in their heart, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for most people, that is revolutionized. It's totally different than what they're used to hearing. But again, that's what we're taught, is to hire people who know what they're doing. And I can say, no, you can teach them how to do bank rec, but you can't teach them to be a caring human being. Can't teach them behaviors. Exactly. Can't teach them behaviors. Well, Jean-Guy, we have an exit question we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours, and why are they a hero? Oh, but that's a tough question. Um, one of the people, I, I'd have to put my mentor as being way up there. Um, one of the things that he did for me is not um, belittle my problems. So he was probably the first extremely successful practitioner who, when I would say, oh, Brad, you should see the, the stupid thing I've done. And he would go, yeah, well, I, I've done the same. And I go, really? <laughs> and then I realized, okay, so the secret to success is not doing everything right all the time. It's a matter of learning from our mistakes. And one of the things that um, I see him as a hero because I found he always had the answers to all of my questions but never made it sound as if he was better than I was. And that's uh, a trait that I hope to master as well as he did. 
to be able to be as humble and speak people's level without showing that I know more than they do. Uh, that was a tremendous step. All right. And lastly, lastly, how can somebody get a hold of you? So basically, um, my website is fairly simple. It's Revenue Practice Management. So it's a combination of a French word and English word open to one. So it's R-E-V-E-N-E-W dot C-A. So if they were to look that up on the website, they'll find us uh, out of Winnipeg. All right. John Guy Talbot of Revenue Practice Management. Thanks so much for being guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thank you. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.